everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of Center of Infinity. I am EK, the DJ, and I am here with Miss Courtney. Hi. And tonight, we have a special guest. We'll call him New EJ for right now, until we can designate a <laughs> designate a, a better, a better. We'll call him EJ 2.0, because we have had a previous EJ. Uh, and we don't want to uh, taint his good name. <laughs> or do we? He does a good enough job of that, doing that, doing that to himself. I, I don't know that one, so... You don't remember? Oh, no, that would have been before your time. Yeah. That was a long time. He was in the very beginning, was one of our original hosts. Oh. Yeah, way back in the day. Once again, this is Center of Infinity, and tonight's uh, main topic is uh, Blood Moons. But we'll get into that in just a moment. Courtney, how's your week been? It was good. It was good. Um, That's it, just good. That's it. Yeah. We did some cool stuff. I was at... The Fall Freedom Fest. That was fun. Um, we hung out there. We gave away cupcakes. That was good. Yeah. And um, your cupcakes went off the presses like crazy. They made an announcement on the microphone that there were cupcakes, and then there weren't any more <laughs> cupcakes. Um, I thought it was great with all the people walking around with marshmallow on their face. Oh, it was marshmallow melty <laughs> cupcakes. And then there were pumpkin bread thingies. Yeah. Uh, those were good. Yeah. Those are good. I'm I'm digging all the new pumpkin stuff. <laughs> pumpkin treats. Um I was also at the Fall Freedom Fest, so that was uh my weekend too. Uh uh this week has been a little rough for me. I had like a little micro flu thing going on. I don't know what happened. Oh no, that's terrible. Oh uh, yeah, I had a I had a fever of like hundred and two all day and oh my uh gosh. and like then I went to bed that night and it was like I was I was freezing cold all night long, layered up, and uh, sweating bullets, shivering. It was crazy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then uh, you know now I'm just a little congested in the nose, but other than that, I feel great. Well, that's good. Yeah, maybe it'll go away then. I think I'm feeling a little bit better, just a little <laughs> bit. Um, tonight we're gonna go into uh, the blood moon, but first I want to take a moment to talk a little bit about our special guest, mm-hmm. um, EJ 2.0. Uh, has uh, a history of paranormal investigation. Um, and research. I have that right. Mm-hmm. Um, amidst uh, amidst many other interests in some of our other shows on the network, uh, so he might be uh, joining our team for a little while. Um, Very and may- cool. And, and maybe making some appearances on uh, some of our other shows, and we'll come up with a better uh, ha- handle for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> soon, unless unless EJ two sticks. And then, uh, you know, sometimes that happens to the worst of us. <laughs> you get you catch a you catch a nickname that sticks, and it's not the best nickname. Uh, that's how mine happened. Hopefully, it's not a stupid one. That's why that's why I call you Miss Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you ready to jump into things? Sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, blood moons. What do you know about blood moons? I know that it refers to the color of them being red, like the color of blood. Yes. That's about all I know about blood moons. That's all you know. So uh, I also, well, I also know that like sometimes people think that too many blood moons means the world's going to end. Yes. Um, which happened back in 2012 uh, with the prediction of the end of the world was just, you know, because the Mayans had their own calendar, major long count cycle, concluding on the date of uh, December 21st, 2012, uh, which also coincided with the winter solstice that year and a number of other intriguing planetary alignments. 
Good. Um, sometimes people think that blood on the moon is a sign of bad things to come. Um, the, isn't there something for sailors? I feel like I feel like if a blood moon seemed, meant something to sailors. I don't know, but what I can do is look it up. I'll beat you to it. Oh, dang. <laughs> Google fu- uh, foo strikes again. Actually, I should have let you do it. You probably would have just said, hey, Google, huh? <laughs> red at night, sailors delight, red sky in the morning. What? Sailors take warning. There it is. He's <laughs> like, what? Um, yeah, I don't see anything, like, specific to blood moons for sailors. Um, I see some things that are, like, um, for just, like, eclipses in general and, uh, blood moons, like, some facts and stuff like that. Do you see anything specific to Sailor? I'm just reading. Oh. <laughs> I, sh- I should have done some more research. I um, there's a there's some interesting there's there's an interesting theory about how people go a little extra cl- crazy uh, uh, when the full moon's that out. That is absolutely true. And I'll tell you why because I work in healthcare, and when there's a full moon, those people are whacked. Interesting. It's very true. They uh they yell, they hit people. It's very strange. I mean it makes sense. Yeah. Uh the human body's seventy percent water. The moon has a great effect over the tides and all that, so it only makes sense that, you know, if a moon was brighter and closer to the earth it might have some effects on the water and the blood and the blood travels to the brain i totally agree with that oh, yeah, i totally sure. agree with that um yeah we are mostly bodies of water and if the moon can have such a great effect on the entire world it can certainly have an effect on the way our, you know shit it could have an effect on our digestive process just the gravity hitting us from a different direction you know just a little pulling just a little bit harder in one direction yeah it's not always just taco bell that's why i poop harder <laughs> once a month Oh, yeah? No. The moon? No, this is probably the excess of fiber. The tides of the moon. (laughs) (laughs) All that extra food that I'm eating sometimes just got real gross. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, So blood moons are, uh, first and foremost, creepy looking. Uh, It is the season for Halloween. Mm -hmm. So uh, we we talk about the spooky things and... um, modern in the modern world a lot of the ancient uh it theories about blood moons sound a little ridiculous um but when you take into the science of the stars and gravity you know it's a, it's a lot more to swallow yeah um and and i, I bring that up uh in reference to um the was it sad, seasonal affective disorder yeah. So when it's when it's cold outside and gloomy, it just causes depression in people. Yes. And um and that is an acknowledged thing and it's it is common thought I, I want I would use that to describe it that that the moon is affecting 
you know, a full moon affects people. So yeah, a red moon, I could certainly see a, a, the color red and the full moon playing into the psyche of people. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> uh, flipping out, I guess, like, I, or, yeah. or yeah, go, go for a lack of a better yeah, yeah. description. Um, but that's, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how people are. Like they become more needy. They, um, become just really like, um, themselves on a hundred, you mm. know, just extra. So, um, I like how you got this little synopsis in the, uh, in the outline about how the impending end of the world as we know it, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, the Abrahamic religions that dominate, uh, much of the planet, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, they've all got their own someday soon. We should prepare to the return of who, uh, for the Christians, judgment day is, uh, brought by Christ for the Muslims, Yom Adin by Allah, and for the Jews, Akarit Hayamim. You should have added uh, phonetic pronunciation so I didn't sound like a jackass. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is all signaled, uh, the Jews believe this, this would be signaled uh, as by an as-of-yet-unnamed Messiah. Whoever it is, they're supposed to resurrect the dead and bring redemption to our wicked world by the will of God. Which brings us to the blood and moon prophecy. This is my favorite part. So, uh, the so-called end times, as referenced in the book of Joel, the sun will turn into darkness and the moon into blood before the day the Lord comes. Um, But that kind of sounds like an eclipse to me more than a blood moon. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it sounds like maybe a blood moon turned eclipse. A blood moon eclipse. There you go. Oh, damn. So, I mean, that would explain the end of days. No, I went a long, <laughs> long time ago, when I, I feel like when I first moved into this house, Yeah. I had a dream about, I don't I guess maybe, I thought it was a comet coming towards the world, but oh, okay. it could have been a blood moon. Could have been a blood moon. Eclipse. <laughs> blood moon. You have to say it like that. Blood moon eclipse. Sounds like a uh, goth group. <laughs> Blood moon eclipse. There you go. That's better. <laughs> That's what you need is the Jesus mic. The Jesus mic. Appropriate. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about... Uh, the the reality of the imminent doom facing our world, uh, if not if not the persisting ancient holy wars, then uh, then maybe resource mismanagement or overpopulation, mass consumption, mass consumerism, you know, climate change, incompetent leadership, lead failing to employ necessary preservation policies. Well, that's a that was a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, something's gonna buckle buckle us. Something's coming. Indeed. So let's talk about um, some of the more uh, fun things about moons. Hit me with it. Come on, how are we not going to talk about werewolves? <laughs> it's Halloween. Yeah, you're right. How are we going to talk about the full moon I... and blood moons and not talk about werewolves at Halloween? I thought the blood moon was like kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um... Do you, do you believe in werewolves? 
Like, do you think that, like, people actually turn into, like, these wolf-like figures? I believe in the possibility of a clan of people existing that grew thick fur like bears, uh-huh. like, all over their body. And but, they like... And they weren't necessarily able to transform from one to the other. I think that they just lived their lives that way. They but were human. where did the full moon thing come from? Um, pro- probably back in the times before uh, electricity, because mm. that were the brightest nights outside were under the full moon. Okay. And it would be easiest for them to hunt and prey on the weak during okay. a full moon at night. That's not, you know, this is just my All theory. All right, I'll buy it. This is just my theory. But I believe that they could have been like these wild people, these Sasquatches, you know, these, uh, these yet- yetis. Yetis? Yeah. yeah. Like the, and they're just being brave enough to come out at night because you know they live in caves, they live in darkness, and and the brightness of the moon would make it like daylight for them. You know. And they'd come hunt them chickens and and ransack the barns and 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 kill the cows and the and the cattle and. Well, so you know what we think of as those things. Like, uh, my theory is that like yeah, some form of it exists. Um, it may not be the form that we think of traditionally as that thing, like a Yeti or a Bigfoot or whatever. Um, but, you know, all the stories come from somewhere. Right. And I so, could, yeah, there could definitely be a more carnivorous evolution of humanity that just has been oppressed and kept into the and hunted down. Right. I mean, shit, if you, if you came across one of these things in public and they're cannibalistic, would you not try to take that fucker down? Like, right. <laughs> right. It's a where you if you saw a werewolf mm-hmm. and like you saw that and you were like, oh shit, that's a werewolf. Are you not thinking I have to fucking kill? This is a werewolf. I mean, personally, I'd probably be more inclined to go. Yay, doggy! <laughs> you know, it's fluffy. I want to go. I okay, okay, but but me, like, I mean, I I would uh, something that big and like you got to assume like it's barren teeth and and it's foaming at the mouth. I mean, you gotta think about it like this. What if it's just like any other wild animal that's kind of in a craze, and it's more scared of you than you are of it? If you just like slowly back up and treat it like any other wild animal, it may not attack you. It may realize that you're just trying to back away slowly, you know, give it space, and it may do its own thing. See, this is why I always carry a silver Harry Potter wand replica Absolutely. in my back pocket. Because when a werewolf comes on me, I'm just going to be like, bam, you see this This silver Harry Potter wand replica? I'm going to jab it through your heart if you come anywhere near me. Um, yeah. You make a good point, though. How do we know it's a threat? How do, Just because something is, is scared, it could certainly present defensively. You're right. Certainly true about some dogs. Um... They're just very, just very protective by nature, and if you're not presenting as a threat, they don't mean it. Yeah, and, they don't uh, want to hurt you. They just want you to know you're not going to hurt whatever they're protecting. And uh, my years of research, I've actually come up with something relatively uh, interesting to think about. What if, when humanity was kind of evolving, there was a separate subspecies? Uh, let's just call them Homo prodigium, or basically like beasts or whatever. And they kind of evolved to fit an environment that wasn't as open as ours. And because, I mean, uh, if you look in any 
psychology book, there is a definition. It sounds an awful lot like you are defining Bigfoot, but better than I did. <laughs> I mean... I mean, you're talking Bigfoot. You're talking yeah. Yetis. You're talking creatures that have evolved outside of hum- the human race and, and are living in the wilderness naturally and, and, and surviving. Because, I mean, there's only a small portion of Russia that is actually inhabited. The rest of it, no one knows what's going on there. You could put up a base. You could make your own American town there, and no one would know until they fly over. And that's also true about Antarctica, which you can't fly over because of... Uh... Weather issues, mm-hmm. and fl- some flight software doesn't, or flight navigational controls don't work at the poles. How did they get people there? By boat. By boat mm-hmm. in Antarctica, mm-hmm. or smaller planes like a seaplane or something. They have they have these like icebreaker boats. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, speaking of which, did you hear that? Um, I can't remember which cruise line it is, but they're building Titanic a, too. Yeah, they're building. A I knew you were boat. going there. Yeah. They're going to take the same voyage, too. Exactly. I have a sinking feeling about this. <laughs> well uh, done. Well done. You know what that deserves? Oops. I don't know. My bad. Do we have it? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the double whammy. J- the jokes thing and the crowd laugh. But, yeah, I was listening to um, a different show today, and I heard heard about it and i was like i feel like this is a terrible idea yeah i I agree that's probably an absolutely horrible idea (laughs) okay well excuse me i was chewing on a piece of candy we're gonna take a moment and uh step aside here to do a do a brief advertisement uh for 540 foodie chick uh, who makes all kinds of uh, pumpkin spicy goodness for the holidays, amongst other baked goods and, and not-so-baked goods, but cooked goods, or just cake creations. Just so much awesome cooking. Um, and she has prepared for me, at my request, for for this very special edition of... I don't know what it is, but I'm going to eat it. But I do know what it is. It's pumpkin meatloaf. It has to be. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I knew it. It's pumpkin meatloaf and it's got a side dish. What's the side dish? Sweet potatoes, but whipped sweet potatoes with almond milk. Okay, so because I'm too lazy to get up and get a fork, I pinched a, I pinched a bite or two off. And it's subtle. It's subtle, but it's there. Yes. And this is delicious. Yeah? This is good. What's the glaze? Um, It is, essentially, it's like a barbecue sauce with pumpkin pie spice in it. Okay, dig it. Because it's like a tomato glaze with, and it's got like a liquid smoke and stuff in it. Well, folks, I've been talking about it for about a month now. Pumpkin spice meatloaf. I got myself psyched up for it. And it was worth the wait. 540foodiechick at gmail.com. Place your order today. It's the holiday season. She can make all kinds of delicious treats. And uh, with cakes and meats. Oh, I rhymed it. 
all kinds of li- all kinds of delicious treats with cakes, with cakes and, and meats. meats. So call That's five great. call five for a foodie chick. <laughs> yes, you should absolutely do that. My email address is five four zero F O O D I E C H I C K at gmail.com. That's five four oh foodie chick at gmail.com. And my phone number is seven zero three nine six two one seven four six. Call, it's delicious. <laughs> Moving on. And we're burning through it tonight. Oh, but we do have the one extra article, so that works. Mm-hmm. Into the weird news. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Ken Ham uh, warning about going to hell on Halloween. Do you know who Ken Ham is? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Move move the mic a little closer to you. Tell us who, who Ken Ham is. He is an individual who... Is an evolu- uh, not an evolutionist. He is a uh, creationist who fairly recently had a rather interesting debate with Bill Nye the Science Guy on the differences between evolutionism and creationism, and it was uh, rather eye-opening. I have to check that out. Um, so he's a he's a, a Noah's Ark creationist. Mm-hmm. Um. And and he's behind an attraction. Oh, I get it. He's he's a creationist behind a Noah's Ark attraction in Kentucky, uh, and he is calling on followers to warn children about an eternity in hell on Halloween. All right, bruh. What, what, what's uh what's cracking with the Halloween? Tell me tell me what's up. Uh, I want to encourage believers again this year to use this day as an opportunity to share the gospel with kids and their families. Nothing wrong with that statement. Uh, Ham said on his blog as he hawked 1799 Learn and Share kits. <laughs> These kits include pamphlets, pamphlets and dino dollars to distribute to, distribute to trick-or-treaters instead of candy. On the front... The Funny Money features a roaring dinosaur and claims to be worth $1 million. On the back, the text warns costume kids that if they ever look with lust, they will be punished with death and eternity in hell. Oh. I feel like you can't distribute that I to don't think, children. Yeah, I don't think, by the way, this is a Huffington Post article that we're reading from. Um, wow. This, uh... Wow. It's interesting. It's interesting that he, the audacity of thinking that he, it's his place to thrust his religious views on children that are. I feel like that's slightly inappropriate. Yeah. To that level, yes. Yeah. That makes him an extremist. The kit also includes Noah's Ark dollars, which suggests that if you've ever used God's name in vain, for example. The penalty of your crimes against God is death and eternal hell because God is holy and just. Happy Halloween, kids. <laughs> this man is a monster. Um, 
In his blog post, he complained about being mocked for urging followers to share these dollars and other Bible-themed literature last Halloween. I wonder why. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, (laughs) I find it ironic that people were accusing me of trying to scare kids when Halloween is all about scary and spooky things. Yeah, maybe for some. Maybe for some, Halloween is scary. (laughs) All about scary and spooky. But for some, especially younger children... Halloween is about dressing up like they're your favorite character and going out and getting candy. Mm. And it's not about scary and evil. And, and it's just about the costumes and the candy for some kids. I was going to say, most children, children, do it for the candy. <laughs> they're like, oh, all I have to do is look awesome and get Snickers. I'm, done. I'm down. The thing about Halloween is it's technically a holiday for everyone. So the yeah. little kids, they can go get dressed up as their favorite characters, get candy. The kids that may be a little older can enjoy scary, spooky things. And then there's the crowd, like myself, that knows the true history behind Halloween. Halloween has had many names. The Celt called it Samhain. Uh, the uh, Latin Americans call it Dias de los Muertos. There's a bunch of different names. It's basically venerating the dead. It's taking time to mourn and love and honor the ones who have come before us. There's nothing evil about that. There's nothing scary about that. No, it's just been it's just been per- perverted over time. Yeah. By various groups. <sighs> well, that guy sucks. Let's talk about something better. <laughs> Let's talk about somebody less crappy. Did you see the next one? Uh, <sighs> Behold the headless chicken of the deep sea. Yes. It's a sea cucumber that looks like a headless chicken. And this is on NPR. Uh... It was caught on video in the deep seas near Antarctica. Yes. Um, Which is a weird place for this species to turn up. Um, Thousands, the last place it was filmed was a thousand miles, thousands of miles away in the Gulf of Mexico last year. Um, and they they were using new deep sea camera technology. I'm sorry, researchers from Australia's Department of the Environment of Energy. Um, wow, that was a lot of words. Um, <laughs> we're using new deep sea camera technology, and uh, it was developed for the commercial long length fishing fishing industry um, to help with fisheries management. Uh, the idea is to find vulnerable ecosystems to prevent f- the fishing industry from doing damage, which is kind of smart. It's a good pr- preservational mm-hmm. um, practice there. Um, so they're looking; they were looking for something that they could throw from the side of the boat and would continue operating reliably under extreme pressure in the pitch black for long periods of time. Um, and some of the footage they were getting back from the cameras is breathtaking, including species that have never been seen in this part of the world. Um, and the uh, the video is uh, in the article. Um, there's a. Uh, it's kind of creepy looking. Yes. Um. It it does look. Does it look like a chicken? A, a little bit like a chicken with its head. Clo- a chicken swimming with its head. <laughs> cut off. 
So when it turns around to the other side, I feel like it kind of just looks like it looks like a red slimer. Like, <laughs> okay. Just swimming through the that's what I think. I don't know. It is kind of strange, but I like that the that the Twitter from the Antarctic Division says headless chicken monster. <laughs> headless chicken monster. Yeah, that's their <laughs> their scientific research team says. <laughs> hey, we found this headless chicken monster. Yeah. I find that to be great. Maybe it's the thing from outer space. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like the Latin name of it. The NFP the N Anipniastius Eximia. I like hard words to pronounce. <laughs> it's, it's nice for my brain to hurt every once in a while. <laughs> uh, oh. So well, all they do is pretty much uh like float around on the seafloor and try to suck on the seafloor to yeah, it's get a, food. They're not, it's a giant sea cucumber. Yeah. That's all it does. Um, they hang out. It has fins. It's uh, weird for a sea cucumber to be able to swim. Aren't sea cu- cucumbers the uh, organisms that eat with their ass? They, they might be. I think I think you're right about that. We have to look it up. Weird factoid for the night: cucumbers <laughs> eat with their ass. Their their whole thing is backwards. So my two dads mouse edition. This is pretty cool. So um, this is from ah oh, damn it, Courtney. Well, live science. Live, live, live science. Live. Live. Science. Live. live? live. How how do we know it's live? Live. Are you putting it to rest? <laughs> it's live science. All right, LiveScience.com. Um, Researchers have created mice with two dads. Uh, the mice weren't able to survive for more than a day or so after birth. Well, come on, then that's not a success. <laughs> How could you say that they have? That's not a success. Um, but they were able to coax a mem- an embryo made from the DNA of two dads all the way through fetal development, um, and that was no small feat. It was much harder, the researchers found, than making mice with two moms. Okay, interesting. Well, I I don't even want to begin to know how the scientists, like, how did you get DNA with no egg? How did you... What? What? Is it not more than just a clone mix of two DNAs? What you explain, Lucy? I don't know. Maybe it's a situation of three spliced mice. Um, I don't know this. I like that. <laughs> three spliced mice. See how they die after I less than twenty-four say, hours. Don't run. <laughs> See how they don't run. Um. But, like, my question is, is, like, but why did they die? Like, did they die because they didn't have any, like, nutritional supplements? Or, like, I mean, I would imagine the scientists would, like, feed them by hand. It's probably because uh, the scientists still knew of taking two, like, DNA samples, male and male or female and female. It's probably that the uh, specimen 
while it survived past the fetal stage, that it was so fragile it just couldn't support itself. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm perusing the article. I'm not seeing anything about why the 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 right. mice didn't survive. Well, that's what I was thinking. Do you, do you think it would be maybe uh, sort of like 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 the DNA makeup would be almost like an inbreeding kind of thing? Maybe, maybe. I mean. Because it just says that the mice didn't fare well. Um, that there were successful attempts. Um, it says 1,023 attempts. Only 12, 12 of the pups lived. That's not good odds. No. Right. Um, it says they were swollen with fluids more than twice as big of, more than twice as big as a regular mice pup. So, they basically swell. I wonder. Um, I wonder if maybe it had something to do with their kidneys because, uh, mo- more often than not, when people like have like excess fluid and stuff like that, even animals, it has to do with their kidneys. Uh, maybe they weren't producing. Like, uh, maybe they weren't. What do I want to say? Um, developing properly and then that would they would also not be able to filter out toxins too so that would lead to it that's interesting huh. that's interesting I think that um, there's something behind it although there is something kind of like weird about it like, I mean, there's kind of something weird about any time when, you know, they don't actually need a host to reproduce an animal. It's, it's kind of... Kind of creepy? Is yeah. that what you're going to say? Creepy? Yeah. It's definitely an interesting article. Um. So, hey, you sent me a link earlier in the chat room. I did. And it was on wavy.com. Mm-hmm. And now I can't find. <laughs> Middle school girls planned to kill and drink blood of classmates, police say. There it is. Just popped up. So in Bartow, Florida, two middle school girls in central Florida brought knives to school in a foiled plot to kill classmates, cut them up, and drink their blood before killing themselves, police officials say on Wednesday. Um, These two girls, ages 11 and 12, were armed with knives Tuesday at Bartlow Middle School before they were caught, according to the arrest affidavits in Bartlow Police, at the Bartlow, by the Bartlow Police Department. There we go. Uh, No one was hurt. The girls faced charges of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and possession of weapons at school. Among other charges, it will be brought up to the prosecutors to decide whether the girls will be charged formally as juveniles or adults. 
Um, Deputy Police Chief Brian Dorman said in an email. Hmm. Can we just admit that there has to be something in the water in Florida? There's a, there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. weird shit that happens in Florida. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, like, weird stuff that happens. and This is messed up. You know, like, they had, like, they have all these details about their plans. Yeah. So they were going to stake out a bathroom and wait for a small student stanter, like little kids. Right. And they were going to cut their throats, cut up their bodies, eat the flesh, and drink their blood. Why? They Then they were going to kill themselves. The plan was to kill at least one student, but we're hoping to kill anywhere between 15 to 25. Killing all these students was in the hopes it would make them worse sinners, ensuring that after they committed suicide, they could go to hell so they could be with Satan. Uh, Detective said that the girls devised the plot while watching scary movies at one of their houses over the weekend. The alleged plot was foiled when the administrators searched for them after they didn't show up for class Tuesday. They found them in a bathroom stall and brought them back to their offices where he found the girls in possessions of four knives, a pizza cutter, and a knife sharpener. Sorry. That's not funny. <sighs> they, they, they're they loading the school up with extra, extra police officers and guidance counselors this week. Um... The staff responded quickly to reports of suspicious behavior, and the students were taken in custody, and nobody was harmed. So, these are middle school girls aged 11 and 12. Yes. I thought when MySpace died, kids stopped being edgy. This is definitely some broken brain going on. Oh, yeah. These... These girls aren't going to get the help that they need in a juvenile detention center. Um, They need to be looking at abuse in the home. Uh, To to think that... (sighs) How do I best express this? If you do just a little tiny bit of research into... Satanism, for lack of a a better term. Um, It is less about evil and more about rebelling against the law of God. Um, It is, they're not, as far as I understand, um, (sighs) sacrificing a bunch of people and killing yourself so you can get to hell to be with Satan isn't the point. Right. So these girls are going into this with a very twisted mind frame to begin with. And watching one scary movie or a couple of scary movies over the weekend, I don't think is enough damaging to make someone think that this is a good idea. Right. So I really feel that there's some kind of other abuse, whether it be emotional or or, or physical. Something. something something wrong is going on in those homes. I mean, at the very least, it's neglect, because what kind of parent lets their 11- and 12-year-old kid watch those kind of violent movies? Especially by themselves, because... And this isn't necessarily to say that whether or not these kids are intelligent or not, but kids that young don't necessarily have... Intelligence and understanding are two different things. To know the difference between fact and fiction. Right. You know... They could be really smart and still not 
connect those connect lines. those dots. Absolutely. And as far as Satanism goes, it's more along the lines of my will is my own. I'm not going to impose that on someone else's. As long as I am not hurting someone, I am okay with, you know, living my truth, living my life, and letting other people do themselves. It's just... I think it's the Hollywood perception of it that's messing with people's minds. Yeah, and, and obviously Christian persecution. Um... It was uh, over time. To- over time, what's the word? Uh, uh, over time, in the beginning, roots of Christianity. Anybody that was anti-Christian was an enemy of God and, and was fought against. And these were the Crusades and the Holy Wars. Inquisition. Um, there you go. That's the word I was looking for. So, what do you think is going on right now that? Uh the government doesn't want us to know about because all the all the news channels are putting up things on their websites um, about the New York Police Department investigating a pair of unattended packages found in the upper floor of the shopping mall of the Time Warner Center in New York. Unattended packages are scary. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't ever know what's inside. Well, it could be a Christmas present. It could be a bomb. Right. And that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know several uh, key political figures and activists have recently have pipe bombs mailed to their house that might be in some connection to it, or at the very least a copycat of the aforementioned incidents. It says investigators dig for bomb motive, warn more could be found. Hmm. Sounds like the clock is ticking to find a solution. But, um, I think that's it, folks. That's all we got for this. It is. It's going to be a short show tonight. Yeah. That's okay. We blasted through it. Um, we will be back next week. Yes. Um, the week of Thanksgiving, uh, sh- I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. We will not be doing a live show uh, because it's Thanksgiving. Find somebody to have a meal with and be thankful for things and try not to focus on the horrible roots of the holiday. And <laughs> Thanksgiving, what did I miss? Huh? You said we're not doing one the week of Thanksgiving? Well, yeah, because it would be on a th- it would be on Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. That's not gonna work. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but uh, you know, I've always viewed Thanksgiving at its core an opportunity to reconnect with family, um, and and, and close friends and and to sh- to share a meal, and have good conversation that is rare. Indeed. So uh. That's how I suggest you spend your Thanksgiving, even if you're not a fan of the actual holiday. And uh, with that, I think it's time to say goodnight. We'll catch you next time.